naked, I felt like I could look up to the stars and realign the stars in the sky. I could kind of play with them and move them around. I could communicate with the moon. I was just so tapped in to Mother Earth, to her environment, to her beings, to her creatures, to her plants. I felt like I was a mother of everything, which was so, so wild. And I thought, wow, like, what better way to let me know I'm ready to be a mother than to make me the mother of the universe? Welcome to Doing It For The Dharma. In this series, we'll be following the stories of inspiring humans who are following their soul's calling. I'm your host, Maddie Lynch, the vegan yogi traveler, and it is my mission to share these inspiring stories with you so that you too can feel the inspiration to follow your dharma. In this episode, I get real raw and vulnerable about this crazy event that happened in my life recently that sparked this wild healing journey of diving into ayahuasca, cambo, mushroom medicine by diving into herbalism and also fasting and just this whole crazy healing journey that I've been taking on due to this event that happened. So in this episode, I share all about my experiences. So I hope you enjoy it. Namaste, sweet, sweet souls. Welcome back to a brand new episode of doing it for the dharma i am so excited to be sharing this episode because so much has happened since i think my last episode was in may sorry about that guys you know i'm very sporadic in these episodes but um so much has been happening emotionally internally externally everywhere and that's kind of why i wanted to come on here and share everything that's been going on because i think it's really important just to be vulnerable and speak your truth and just allow the realization that nothing is ever perfect and through these imperfections through these lessons and challenges there's always space for healing and for growth. So right now I'm currently just past my 40 hour mark of fasting, of water fasting. Also having a little bit of coconut water too, fresh from the trees, which is just really great electrolytes in a beautiful way, just to still give my body the nutrients it needs. Um, but yeah, this is all part of this healing process that I've been on and it's my intention to do a three-day fast, 72 hours, so we'll see how I go with that, but for now I'm feeling pretty good, so I'm hoping that I'm able to live that out when it's meant to be. Um, but how did this start? Why am I fasting? What's going on? <laughs> I've had a history of never being able to fast before. It just wasn't a concept that was familiar to me and it just seemed very ridiculous to me because I've always been such a foodie and just, yeah, I just love food so much and typically I've never been able to skip even a meal intentionally, so never mind like a three-day fast, but it was since last year 
when I was living in Bellingham in Australia that I was diving into some plant medicine ceremonies and after one of those ceremonies my diet or the way that I ate rapidly changed where I would fast naturally in the morning so I guess like intermittent fasting and I'd like have a little cacao drink at like 12 and then maybe by one I'd I'd have a light breakfast meal and then I'd just have like one meal in the day and it worked really well my body really really liked that but then since coming to the Caribbean and moving around and changing in a new environment and yeah I didn't I was no longer following that pattern um but anyway basically what's happened with me is that my period stopped around uh, when would it be March so almost like four months ago now and as my period stopped my belly my stomach my lower abdomen started to get bigger and bigger and I was like huh this is interesting and and then around the like three month mark of no period and my belly getting really really big I was also getting like these pains in my lower abdomen cramps like nauseousness like really really low low energy and Alex and I were like okay well mm, I'm most likely pregnant like this is kind of crazy um so we took a pregnancy test and over here you know I live in the Dominican Republic like things aren't what they are in the western world (laughs) like things are just yeah kind of like many 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 years behind here which I kind of like in a lot of ways but we bought these like really cheap this really cheap plastic pregnancy test which costs like a hundred pesos which isn't even like one pound in the UK or like less than two dollars in in America in um Australia in America um so we did the test and it came out negative and we were like huh okay we waited a bit longer I did two more tests in the end they both came out negative and then I was noticing a lot of the women around me in the community were, were pregnant like were kind of like early stage pregnant and just past their first trimester kind of deal and I spoke to some of them And some of them had taken pregnancy tests out here and they came out negative, but they, um, they were pregnant. Like the test just wasn't good, a good quality. Um, so also I was friends with one of the girls here and she'd even taken the morning after pill here and it didn't work and she got pregnant and the test said no and she was pregnant. So we naturally assumed that I was pregnant and, um, for those who know me really well, will know that I never wanted children. I'm just like, my whole life being like, no, there's no way I wanna have kids, it's gonna ruin my life, I'm not gonna be able to travel, I'm not gonna be able to do my own thing, I'm gonna lose my whole identity to become like just a mother. And to me, having children was honestly like my worst nightmare, probably because of my own childhood traumas of being raised by a single mother and seeing how much work was put into that you know my mom having like a full-time job career raising me paying the bills cooking all the food I just thought hell no that's really not the path I want to go down so yeah when I found out that I was pregnant a lot of stuff came up 
for me like that and I was just it was almost like all old traumas coming up to the surface and I found it really really difficult to accept and like really emotionally challenging and kind of tough but with that being said when I was living in Bellingham in Australia's little hippie town before I was seeing a lot of conscious mothers out there who were like mothers but they were also doing their own thing nutritionalists like yoga teachers I don't know dance teachers and they had these cute little kids who were like doing yoga and drinking green smoothies and I was kind of like huh ah you can raise children like that too that's kind of cool so I guess in some levels I was opening up to the idea back then and what's kind of crazy is that back then um I had some really dear sisters who were like, when you go out to the Caribbean, you're going to get pregnant with Alex. You're going to have a baby like so soon. And I was like, no, I don't want it to happen. No. And then my mom told me the same thing. My grandma, my grandfather, and so many random different people were saying that to me. And I was like, oh my God, like I really don't, I don't want that to happen. Anyway, so this Leela played out where we're like, okay, I'm like three months pregnant and I took a little while to get over that emotionally and then I started to to realize that one of the reasons I didn't want children is because I didn't want to do it alone like I really I can't imagine raising a child alone like shout out to all the single mothers out there because I know I know that is not at all easy um and but Alex on the other hand is very very like pro children and he's like really wants to be a father one day and was just like so excited at the idea of me being pregnant and then him being excited made me realize oh I wouldn't have to do it alone because he would really really want to put a lot of love into this child and help me raise this child and and that started to heal my own traumas of not wanting children for the first time I realized oh you can do that as a couple as a pair as co-parents wow like I've never experienced that before so it wasn't within my mental paradigm so anyway a bit of time goes on and I actually start to begin to slowly ease up to the idea of being pregnant and then eventually I start to get really excited and really happy and like okay this was not at all part of the plan but I started to yeah really embrace the idea of starting a family which is just so wild for me I never I never thought I would I would have that mentality so anyway um a little bit of time goes on and there was an opportunity to do an ayahuasca ceremony with an amazing shaman from Peru and he'd trained to become a shaman or he was trained to be the shaman since he was four years old because he was like the reincarnation of his great-grandfather who was like the master shaman of the tribe and yeah like super 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 legit so it was really nice because with this ceremony everyone got screened and interviewed and yeah I obviously wanted to be honest and straight up and I was like hey like I could be I could be three months pregnant like is this gonna be safe for me to do this ceremony and they said honestly like it's the best thing that you could do for your child because you know like you're just clearing karma elevating the consciousness of this being to an even higher level elevating your own consciousness clearing away your own wounds 
like they were like it's the best gift you could give to this to this child if you are pregnant and they were like we'll just give you a microdose too so you know it's not anything dangerous and even the women and the tribes in peru they take ayahuasca throughout their pregnancy they take it before they're about to give birth they take a big dose go into the jungle and give birth alone which is absolutely incredible so I really felt intuitively that it was safe for me to do and Alex and I took part in this ceremony together and on the first night Alex had an amazing amazing experience but I didn't really go anywhere with the medicine I thought maybe the the dose was way too low and there was a few other people in the ceremony quite a few people I knew which was really nice and I kind of just felt like the mother of everyone and once I could hear everyone was having a good time and they were safe with the medicine, I just fell asleep. So nothing happened. And I was like, hmm, okay. But I know that the medicine always gives you what you need, you know. But I still kind of felt like I needed more. Like there was something more that I needed from this experience. Because what I was really seeking, like one of my main intentions of doing this ayahuasca ceremony was wanting to know if I was for sure pregnant or not because all the tests said no, but my body said yes. Um, so during that ceremony, Alex had this journey where like, he saw that I was pregnant. He became the baby in my womb and like fully connected to it. It's so wild. So anyway, the next day there was another ceremony because you know how they go in them. It was like a three-day thing, but we just, we just started with one and then... One was enough for Alex and I decided to do two. And the second night, again, I just had like a really, really small microdose. And again, like nothing really happened. And then they offered a chance for a second cup. And the first time that they offered on the first night, they offered it in Spanish. So I couldn't understand it. But this time I asked them to make sure they said it in English too. Because um, my Spanish is really not very great. <laughs> honestly and getting that but it's yeah I need to put some more energy into that so when they offered the second cup I went up and again just had like a tiny tiny microdose and I thought oh really you're gonna give me such a small amount again but that cup just completely tipped me into the realm of mother ayahuasca it's just like my whole environment around me melted into what I can only call the motherland like almost like almost like uh, Alice in Wonderland like literally uh, it's so hard to explain guys but we were outside in this dome this kind of like special ceremony dome and this dome like the the energy of the dome just started melting down around me and I was like okay here we go and I think all you can do in these moments is surrender like when you realize like you are not in control you do not have control control is an illusion you can either one freak out um and just yeah just get really really anxious and really really panicked or you can trust surrender and just melt into the fact that you are going to be taken on a journey and you really just need to trust that so it was very intense but i really really surrendered deeply into the arms of mother Aya. I did meet her in Australia for my first time last year as well and I have so much respect for her spirit for her medicine and I know that she knows that as well so she really gave me a very powerful experience and there was in the second ceremony there were a fair few guys in the ceremony 
and the shaman was blowing like tobacco smoke everywhere to protect the space but honestly i felt like i was choking on masculine energy because the the tobacco spirit is the grandfather spirit and it's like harsh like i really don't like the smell of tobacco i don't smoke or anything and um it was getting really harsh and even though we we're outside I, yeah i felt like i was choking on male energy so i i was kind of like crawling outside of the dome and outside of the dome was this beautiful garden where the ceremony was and it was it was in someone's home but like this really amazing mystical magical garden with flowers everywhere and a big pool and beautiful trees and i just had to like escape from the ceremony setting and just go and sit on the grass and be outside in open air and the in the darkness of the beautiful star-filled sky and just breathe in fresh air and it was so so amazing to be fully outside and fully with the medicine and there was a few um helpers i guess you could call who were there to serve who were there to bring you water if you needed who were there to bring you tissues or help you to the bathroom or whatever you needed they were there and there was one lady there and I only wanted to call on her the whole night like I only wanted to be around feminine energy like the mother the mother ayahuasca she's very very feminine of course so I didn't want to be around any men whatsoever which is kind of funny but um anyway I had my own journey and it was a really really amazing experience and essentially this sounds pretty far out but essentially my journey was that my vessel became um the vessel for the spirit of mother ayahuasca to come through so it wasn't like oh i've taken our ayahuasca it was like i am ayahuasca like i felt like i was the mother of the universe inside of my body and it was such a trip like it was wild like I could I felt like I could look up to the stars and realign the stars in the sky I could kind of play with them and move them around I could communicate with the moon I was just so tapped in to mother earth to her environment to her beings to her creatures to her plants that I felt like I was a mother of everything which was so so wild and I thought wow like what better way to let me know I'm ready to be a mother than to make me the mother of the universe and during that journey I went through some experiences where at one point I felt as though I was giving birth and I was making all of these like birthing sounds my legs were open I was like (sighs) like panting like making intense noises because yeah I was giving birth you know (laughs) that's what it felt like and then at the time one of them the helpers who was the husband of the, the the wife who was helping me out came over and he like put his hand on my heart and he was like find your center and I just got so pissed off in that moment because I thought how dare this man come over to a woman giving birth and tell her essentially to calm down and I was like pissed off so I like suddenly like transformed into this jaguar who was like hissing and snarling and grounding her territory because she wanted to just give birth safely and alone (laughs) so that was a really crazy experience and then I was just laughing because I thought oh silly man like wants to try and help this woman but I realized okay he's just a divine masculine and he wants to protect even though if he doesn't really know what's best um 
so I could only laugh with compassion to him in the end and then at one point I was like purging through sound so whenever I'm on plant medicine I don't necessarily I don't really purge like vomit like I know in ayahuasca is very typical I often purge through sound and screams and roars and at one point I felt like I was purging for the entire collective wounded feminine purging out these screams for all of the the frustrations of the way that women have been treated over centuries over thousands of years and and it wasn't like it was coming from me it was like the collective it was so crazy and at one point the shaman comes rushing over with the other man who was who was serving and he was trying to calm me down and he was shaking his leaves over me and he started to blow his tobacco smoke on me which of course is the masculine energy and the tobacco smoke was choking me out and I was like ugh, ugh, like making retching noises at this tobacco smoke because it was disgusting me this masculine energy um and then at, when he was blowing the smoke on me, I started to scream louder, to roar louder, <laughs> which is so funny. And um, in the end, he stopped and the other man went away and it was just me and the shaman. And I felt like he sat in front of me and just held space for me to release. And then I really started to calm down. And then I realized he was seeing me for the incarnation of mother ayahuasca like i know that he saw that within my vessel at the time because i was just such a wild woman i was like i turned into the shaman i was able to do all these clearing techniques on myself and, and soothe and cleanse my own self like i didn't need him and um and yeah he he bowed to me during after that process and i bowed to him and it was a beautiful beautiful experience so anyway as throughout the night I was needing to scream and release a little bit and it's interesting because two of the girls who were there told me the next morning that wow like in the moments that I really needed to purge and release and let go I wasn't able to but you scream for me they told me that they felt like my scream purges was for them which I think is amazing because, yeah, I didn't know where these purges were coming from. I felt like they weren't mine, but they needed to be released. So I thought that was really incredible. And anyway, at one point, the female helper came over and she's like, okay, try and keep these releases, these purges internally, try and quiet down because, you know, there was other people there as well. And I thought, no, like, I cannot quiet down. Like, these purges need to be released. And I thought, why do my screen purges have any less value than someone who's purging by vomiting? Because by vomiting, people are retching and you can hear it. And it sounds intense. So I'm like, why are my screams any less valid of a purge? And I said, no, I can't hold it in. I was like, take me deeper into the garden so I can be away from everyone even further so they don't have to hear me. And it's, so God bless her soul. She led me deep into the garden to a space where I could see the moon and the moon was full and it was shining so brightly. And as soon as I sat there really away from everyone else, I didn't need to scream. I didn't need to purge anymore in that way. So I just sat and was gazing at the moon and I felt as though I was connecting to my unborn son in the moon and I started to sing or I started to channel these songs of like welcoming in the soul energy 
into this realm and it was a really really beautiful experience of like yeah just connecting to my unborn child or like the soul of my unborn child in a sense it was really really an incredible experience and after that ceremony um obviously a lot more happened but my intention really wasn't to go into detail with the ceremony but too late now (laughs) but after that ceremony Alex and I were sure that I was pregnant we were so sure like I'd connected with the soul Alex became the baby in my womb and then from there on like my belly was just so big that like people were like uh what's going on there And, and I was just like yeah like I'm pregnant and you know we live in a small community and words travels very very fast um so yeah it was it was really interesting to kind of mold into this like identity of like a pregnant woman obviously I've never never experienced that before so anywho as time went on even more we were getting really excited and just like kind of like not planning things really but just like having ideas of like how everything would go and then we even met with a doula because I wanted to have a home birth and like give birth at home which would be like outside in the garden and just like have it super super real and raw and natural so yeah we actually met with this doula she's amazing I actually want to get her on the podcast because she's so incredible um so anywho it was this like whole journey and I told my mom Alex told his mom and then I was just gonna tell my parents but then of course they told the whole family which I didn't really want just yet you know I wanted like the scan and everything first to know everything was okay but anyway my parents both told the whole family because I was kind of scared to tell my dad because I didn't know how he'd react (laughs) Uh, but um this is how I told him so it was Father's Day in the UK recently in June end of June and um I sent him a card that said happy Father's Day grandpa and on the inside like basically told him I was pregnant and was like made it kind of funny like okay drink a beer or two to deal with the shock and anywho after father's day he received the card and told the whole family and everyone was sending me blessings and anywho Alex and I were like okay so you know we're just past a three-month mark we need to go and have a scan and just check that everything is good and so we're like yep that sounds reasonable so we go and have a scan and like my Spanish is really it's very very basic and the, the doctor was like Spanish and she wouldn't let Alex come in with me. Uh, I'm not sure why, like it had to be just me and her and then after Alex could come in. So basically I have the scan, she puts a jelly on my belly and I, we look up at the screen and there's just an empty womb. There's like, there's no baby, there's nothing in there. And she was just like, you're sure you're pregnant? And I was like, well, I haven't had my period in three months, my like she saw my belly it was so swollen like I had all of the signs of pregnancy even nauseousness like everything and she was just like when did you get your last period blah 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 and then she was just kind of like treated me as though I was like wasting her time and she called Alex in she's like look no baby and we were both like what the fuck 
like what a trip and she was just like everything looks completely normal and healthy here like there's no I think they call it like a yolk sac where the baby would start to form so she was like you were never pregnant like it's not like I was pregnant and I miscarried because there was no yolk sac I was just never pregnant in the first place which is so crazy because yeah like my body believed it was pregnant all of like my psychic friends from my mom like told me you're gonna get pregnant and like mother ayahuasca made us both believe that I was pregnant and we were just like no fucking way how is that possible so I went back the next day to have a blood test just to be really certain because that was really really hard and emotionally confusing for me to like have just lived out the past three months believing I was pregnant, seeing my body go through these changes, sharing that news with my parents. And, you know, like, it was it was a really big shock to go from, like, oh, fuck, I'm pregnant and I have to get over that. And then to be, like, really excited about it. And then to be like, whoa, like, there's actually, I was never pregnant. And it felt like my body had lied to me. And I've always felt very connected to my body and felt so much love to my vessel and always given it so much respect. So I felt like I'd be been cheated. I felt like I'd been lied to. So I was just so emotional. And we went back the next day to have a blood test just to make sure, you know, just in case it didn't show up in the scan for whatever reason. And of course, I get the blood test back. No pregnancy hormone detected. So... Yeah, that was a really, really tough experience for me because I just had no idea what was happening within my body. And I started to research like phantom pregnancy, which is a thing, by the way, where your body can can mimic pregnancy. You can your belly can grow and swell and you can have every single symptom, but you just you're just not pregnant and you never were. And I was just like, whoa, like I've had like this phantom pregnancy and it's such a rarity that that actually occurs and yeah I just felt so angry like at my body and went through a really dark space for a few weeks of just falling deeply back into old wounded patterns of just like kind of like rage and and the thing is is that I never felt anger before like growing up or just being an adult like anger is not something I've ever experienced and I I feel that this is because it's a shadow side of mine because when I was younger like there was a lot of anger present in my childhood and I really hated that emotion being seen like I hated being other people around me who are angry so I guess I made it a shadow aspect of myself and a shadow aspect is a part is a trait that you reject therefore you don't accept it within yourself and therefore when you see it in other people it triggers you so you don't allow that trait to come through so I just never allow myself to be angry and then I feel like during the ayahuasca ceremony it had awoken this sacred anger of like feeling anger and rage for how the feminine has been treated for thousands of years and feeling so much anger for being told to quiet down when I was releasing and purging and just yeah so like now I had this anger that was activated it was no longer a shadow aspect but ayahuasca helped me to heal and integrate that so yeah I did feel a lot of anger (laughs) I've said that word so many times now and it was really really tough for me like I was just emotionally 
all over the place. I felt very low. I didn't want to do anything. And this is this was really, really strange for me because I've just I've just not been like that. Like I've been on this path now of being on this more spiritual journey since I guess really I guess really my whole life my mom's a Reiki healer and she's raised me to do Reiki to give Reiki at nine years old and always work with energy and chakras and crystals so like for most of my life there's been this spiritual interweaving within it and I feel like in high school I rejected that part of myself because other people rejected it and called me a witch and they didn't want to like play with me or whatever so I kind of let go of that and got lost for a few years but at the end of high school I really reawoken that aspect of myself because I realized it doesn't matter what those people think they're not serving me anyway um so yeah I just hadn't really been in these these low weird patterns since my teenage years of which were just a lot of confusion and a lot of alcohol so yeah I was in this very very strange gloomy space and I was getting really really overwhelmed and just like oh my god like what's happening to my body and and then I was like oh my god now I have to tell my parents I'm not I'm not pregnant and my mom was so excited because she's always wanted me to have like a kid she wants to be grandma and and um and my dad received the news so so well he was so happy for me and he told the family so then I had to let them know actually I'm not pregnant and um it was really amazing because my, both of my parents were so supportive and especially my dad who I've always had this kind of um kind of like a, a rockier relationship with in my teenage years and in my adult life it's been healing so much every year that goes by we heal so much more but really I felt like I'd never received emotional support from him because I guess typically dads are like more concerned about like what are you doing for your career how are your finances like how is this and I've come to understand that this is just the the masculine energy of fathers you know when the mothers are typically more emotionally nurturing how are you feeling how's everything going you know what I mean and of course like the masculine and feminine energies aren't bound to gender so maybe you have a father who has the feminine energy as an emotionally nurturing and and the mother has a bit more of the masculine energy who wants to see you having good grades and stuff but I had it that yeah I had I had very little to no emotional support from my dad most of my life but when I told him this news he was so so emotionally supportive really caring just really wanted to know that I was okay because I was kind of like oh I'm sorry if like now you've told the family you have to tell them I'm not pregnant and that brings you shame or whatever like yeah I was like I'm sorry about that and he was just like no like don't be sorry like you know you've got to look after yourself this can happen we just want to know that you're okay like just sort out your health and and wow like the support that I received healed so so much within our relationship even like hearing that he was happy for me that I was having a child was massively healing and then to find out after that I'm not having a child that there was so much healing support I was just like whoa this has taken our relationship to like the next three levels up and and since then we've been like checking in with each other a lot more and a lot more communication and then I realized that this whole pregnancy, Leela, 
it had to happen for that deep deep healing within my relationship with my father to take place otherwise I don't know if that ever would have happened and I realized like mother ayahuasca had to have me believe that I was pregnant otherwise I wouldn't have told my dad I wouldn't have shared that with him and then I wouldn't have had to not tell him and then and then not allow that level of healing to take place if that makes sense so I realized how perfectly everything was divinely orchestrated and it also showed Alex and I that wow like we really we really want to do this one day or what well, we're very, very open to bringing new life into this world one day, which made us realize like how deep our love is because we have some other friends here and she also had like a, a pregnancy scare and that brought up a lot in their relationship and they and the way the other partner responded, she realized, wow, this isn't this isn't the partner that I want. So from their pregnancy scare they broke up and from our pregnancy, Leela, the drama <laughs> we realize wow like we so can do this like we're so there to support one another so that was another really really healing aspect and then another healing dimension was me realizing that wow I actually want to be a mother one day because my whole life I didn't want to because of my own traumas so yeah within that whole experience so much healing took place and um it was still difficult for me because I realized that, but it was still going through the motions and the emotions and the despair. I felt like I went through the healing, the, the st- I think is it the five stages of grief, like denial, anger, and like, I don't know, they go on and on, but eventually you get to acceptance. And in the end, I got that, but this is kind of like now the healing journey that I've been on because it was a little bit difficult for Alex and I just because I went so, so low and he kind of like withdrew I think to deal with this loss in his own way and it was a loss because we'd really connected to the soul and the spirit of that child we'd named him we'd we'd both even seen him in dreams and visions even before I came out to the Caribbean so I know that one day he's gonna come through it just it just wasn't now it was kind of like a task like how ready are you like I just want to see how you guys react kind of thing so we both know his spirit so yeah we were both kind of grieving that loss of knowing that he's not coming through now so Alex started to get really into like working out and fitness just to kind of deal in his way and I was just in this low mopey place and because we were kind of both moving in different directions like we were having like a bit of distance in our relationship within our connection things were very difficult for a while we had to have a lot of um non-violent you know uh conversations we do hold space for each other very very well and i really really adore that aspect of our relationship and yeah it was really nice to share openly how we were doing but there was still this like distance in place and I thought okay I really need to just start focusing on myself and my own healing because I want to show up and be as best as I can in this world and as best as I can in this connection with Alex and with everything that I'm doing so then my healing journey extended into Cambo so Cambo is a ancient frog medicine that they use in the South Americas, um, typically in Peru, in Brazil, 
and I'm sure many other places, but the tribesmen use this frog medicine to help them hunt and to get really clear and focused. And it's also really great to do before other plant medicines. But if you do Kembo, it's like an instant abortion. So a lot of people did it before our ayahuasca ceremony, but because we thought I was pregnant, I didn't do the Kembo. Um, so anyway, I was like, okay, now I'm not pregnant. And now was like the perfect time to do Kembo because it's a very masculine spirit. And whereas ayahuasca is very like feminine and soft and gentle and leads you on this journey, Kembo just kind of goes in and rips everything out and it's over very quickly but it's very very intense and basically it brings like a full body deep deep cleanse a cleanse of releasing all of the toxins like from the body cleansing out any darker energies and entities and it's a very intense process I did do Kembo five years ago um, in Glastonbury not the festival just a town very hippie spiritual town and um yeah it was very intense it's not psychoactive there's no journey it's just you basically purge like non-stop purging which obviously is not an, a pleasant experience and when I did it five years ago I did it twice and it was really really good but yeah it was really really rough and after the second time I did it I said never again am I doing that because it was so rough on the body so taxing so tiring because um, basically when you receive Kembo, Kembo is essentially, um, sounds kind of crazy, but it's, it's highly poisonous, like venom, it's like the sweat of the frog, and they, they capture the frog, and they remove some of the sweat, and obviously in the tribes, they do this with so much respect, and they sing to the spirit of Kembo, it's called the frogs, and like, yeah, it's a very ancient, respectful ritual, and Anyway, they take the venom from the frog, which is like basically on the outside. And this venom, if you were to ingest it, would paralyze you for life. Like it's very dangerous. And, and in some cases could even kill you. So you don't ingest it, but, and you don't allow it to go into your bloodstream. Of course that would, um, that would paralyze you. So the way that they would do it in the tribes is they receive this guidance from Mother Ayahuasca supposedly, where you take a little wooden stick, you burn the stick, and you just burn very, very light surface holes in your skin. And if you, depending on where you have it, it's slightly different. If you have it on your left upper arm, is closer to your heart, so it's more intense. And then once the burn, the wound is open, then they apply the Kembo, the frog medicine. And it kicks in usually pretty quickly. And the shaman's there to sing to the Kembo, to help guide you through the experience. But basically your heart rate skyrockets. You get really, really hot. You feel so nauseous and so sick. Um, some people's fingers clench up. Some people's throat swell up. Some people's eyes swell. And you just swell like a frog. And it's so rough. I can't even tell you what is worse than going through Kembo. Hey, maybe childbirth. I don't know, but I've heard you can have orgasmic childbirth, which is what I wanted. But anyway, Kembo was so intense. So I knew that this would really, really help me to clear out whatever was happening inside my body because I thought by this point, okay, maybe I have parasites because, you know, living in the Caribbean, they don't have clean drinking water over here. You're really not supposed to drink it. And at one point when I was living in, on the other side of the island, um, 
I was drinking the water from a water filter for two months and then after two months I found out they were just filling up that water from a tap which is so dangerous so I was like okay it's most likely I have parasites it's probably why I'm getting a big belly and swelling and pains and cramps and feeling sick so I thought this would be a great way to um to cleanse out those parasites so I had one round and it was so so rough and at the end of that session I had uh, rape, which is the tobacco spirit and I thought oh no like I've disrespected this tobacco spirit so much in ayahuasca I was literally retching at it thinking it was gross and now I have to take rape and basically with rape it's like a tobacco powder mixed with sacred tree ash again from from the Amazon and they blow it up each nostril and starting with the left side feminine and then the right and it's so intense again it just like it basically makes your head just so <laughs> intense you feel like you've just skyrocketed somewhere and you're really not supposed to inhale this tobacco because then you swallow it and that's really not good it's very very unpleasant but i disrespected this spirit during ayahuasca and i knew that i was gonna pay for that so i accidentally inhaled and swallowed this rape and it was just the worst experience ever it felt even worse than the cambo and then i was like choking and then i started purging so much more i was puking and puking and puking and it was just so rough because like for the whole of cambo you're puking and now i had this rape and puking more but i knew that that's what i needed to really go like full full deep cleanse you know i was like oh my god but it was so intense and after that whole experience ended um alex came to pick me up from from where i had it which was the place where we did the ayahuasca ceremony beautiful beautiful home like literally built for ceremony and alex came and picked me up and i was like i think i have to stay here like i can't move i can't walk there was no way I could get on a motorbike, you know, after just puking for so long. And then when Alex left and I stayed overnight, I was puking even more. So thank God I didn't go on a motorbike. So anyway, that was really rough, guys. But I feel like I needed to do these like very drastic um, medicines to help me cleanse and release what was happening within my body. So this has sparked this whole healing journey that I've been going on. And then... After that, I went to go see an, a herbalista, um, like a herbalist in town. And she's like the beautiful um, nature witch of the town. Like she has like all these amazing herbs and tinctures and she makes them herself. And I had a consultation with her um, for an hour and a half. And we went through everything, my whole medical history, like everything that's happened. And then she made up these little tinctures for me to take. One of them was to try and help get my my period back because it's been gone for so long which has made me so sad like i love my period it makes me feel so connected to my femininity and such a beautiful way to shed and release so she gave me a beautiful tincture for that i think it was like ayahuasca not ayahuasca ashwagandha mixed with vitex mixed with some other things and then she gave me this special little parasite detox tincture that she'd made and then she gave me cordyceps mushrooms to take and so like I've been like okay this is like my mission now to cleanse and clear my health um but then I was still feeling like still like in this weird headspace of not being able to trust my body and still feeling kind of low and I was like okay like I really need to like get away like I need to have like a weekend away and just go be by myself and just 
reflect and heal and not take any distractions with me and it was such a blessing because with Kamba it's best to have three rounds so you do three three different cycles and the beautiful man who was giving it to me which ironically is the man who was helping out during ayahuasca was the one who told me to find my center the one I called a silly man was now the one who was helping me heal with Kamba so I thought that was really beautiful and essentially he was doing a little retreat in the mountains that weekend because he didn't have time to give me my other two sessions and I knew the two people who were going to the mountains with him and they'd already suggested that I come with them so I was like hey how about I have my other two Cambo sessions in the mountains with you guys and he was like yeah like if that's okay with who's coming great and of course it was and and Alex stayed behind because I really wanted to just take this time for myself and just really like focus on my own healing. So Alex stayed and was teaching classes and I went off to the mountains Friday till Monday evening, like Friday very early in the morning till Monday evening. So it was like a nice chunk of time. And oh my goodness, this place in the mountains was an absolute dream. Like it was so, so beautiful. And I didn't take a phone, so I couldn't take any photos or videos. I didn't take my camera. There was no electricity there, so there was no Wi-Fi anyway. And I really just wanted to have nothing to distract me from my own healing and it was so beautiful it was like in the mountains but next to a national park and it's summer in the Caribbean so it was like really nice weather in the day and then really nice and cold at night and I've missed the cold because it's so hot and humid where I am even at night time and so it was just a blessing and this place was built for ceremony they had a temescal there where they do the sweat lodge they had this whole little wooden temple built where the ayahuasca ceremonies are, that they have there, the cambo ceremonies are. And just the whole place was basically like outside. So it was like an outdoor kitchen, outdoor relaxing areas everywhere. Like, oh my God, guys, it was so amazing. So on my first night there, we didn't do any cambo. Yet for some reason I was puking the whole night and I was like, oh my God, what is happening to my body? But I really felt like, the purging had begun is like I'd committed to come here to heal and now that healing process was taking place so that was really rough first night of just throwing up all night and then god bless the beautiful lady who was helping me out it was the same couple who were running the ayahuasca ceremonies with the shaman from the peru so they were both of the ones who were helping out at that ceremony and now they were helping me at this place and she was like I was like head in the toilet puking and she was just like rubbing my belly and singing to me and eventually the pain went away and I could go to bed but then the next morning I had cambo and every time I did it the dots of the cambo increased so the first time I had three dots of medicine which is already intense and then that morning I had five dots of the medicine and the more dots you have the more intense it is and the more prolonged it is so after puking all night and then waking up and having to do a big round of a big dose of cambo was so rough and I felt so weak and I purged so much that when he offered me that up the tobacco I was like no I can't do it I can't go through that again I was like I'm too weak I'm too weak so I didn't have any and um <laughs> and then the next day um or the final day of the session was was the last cambo opportunity and that was seven dots and I knew it was going to be a big one and I thought okay this is my last chance to really purge and heal and release whatever toxins whatever like 
dark energies have been inside me this is my chance to let go so if the offer's made up i'm going to do it no matter what and i was really really scared when i woke up that morning to have the candle i felt very anxious because i knew how much was about to be released and and so i went for a naked swim in the river and then i did some qigong and some breath work and then i was like okay the only way i can get through this because seven dots is a hell of a lot was is through mantra so i was using the mantra shiviram jayram jay jayram and rama is like yeah one of the beautiful deities in hinduism and the Ram- ramayana and i really resonate with ram his divine counterpart is sita and i love to sing mantras to sita ram so i thought okay shiviram jayram jay jayram because he's like the warrior and i thought i need this warrior energy to get me through it so through the whole candle ceremony, I was just repeating in my head, Jairam, 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 over and over again. I didn't stop, even when it got so intense, even between my purges. And um, it really, really got me through it. And I was like, wow, like that's amazing. Just chanting the name of the divine could get me through such a hectic experience. Um, and then afterwards... And it was so gross because like my puke, my purge had this like smell to it that all of my other purges didn't have. And I could tell that it was like deep, deep healing that I just purged out and it allowed to take in place. Um, and then he offered me the rape and I thought, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I did it. And it was such a powerful spiritual experience. Again, rape is not psychoactive, but it just like plugs you into the present moment and so intense you feel like you've just blasted off to space but then it pulled right back down to the earth and it was very very intense and I was still chanting and then and then naturally my my voice just wanted to go into rolling oms so I was just chanting om again and again and again and the beautiful man who was giving me the medicine joined me and then at the very end I bowed to him he bowed to me we embraced it was this beautiful healing moment I felt like he was such he's such a father figure to me and it was really really beautiful to go on this healing journey together you know it's going from seeing him as a silly man who doesn't know what he's doing with the feminine to someone who's really helped me to find my own inner strength my inner warrior my inner masculine because essentially we need the balance of both masculine and feminine energies so that was a really amazing experience and um And later that day, we had a little mushroom celebration now that everything was over and was released. And um, even on the first day that we got there on the Friday, because we didn't start doing cambo until Saturday morning, um, we just had like a little, little dose of mushroom medicine. And it was such a beautiful way to just tap into the land. Because when I first got there, I was kind of sad that Alex wasn't there. I was like, oh, it's so beautiful. I wish he could experience it. And as soon as I had that little, little bit of mushroom medicine, I realized, wow, like this is actually for me to heal. This is my healing journey. Like this is really important. And I kind of just then became really, really peaceful and was really happy that I was there alone. And I spent a lot of time by myself. I spent so much time journaling, reflecting, reading, pulling cards. And we had such amazing, nourishing, healthy plant-based meals and obviously like the meals were really really simple because we were purging a lot so we couldn't have anything crazy but it was still so so good so yeah by the end of those 
that on that fourth day on the Monday when we left I felt like a brand new woman I felt like I had healed so much I released so much I was able to leave leave all of that Leela of the pregnancy behind me and see the beauty and the lessons that I'd learned from it and really just return back to this healed light state. I felt so connected to my Shakti, my playful feminine energy. And it was really beautiful to then return back home because Alex had, had had his own kind of like healing journey where he spent also a lot of time by himself that weekend just reflecting and listening to Ramdas who he loves and meditating a lot and we'd both just healed individually so then to come back together from this healed state was so so incredible and since then like our relationship hasn't been sh- stronger like hasn't been stronger since and it's just like this new reborn energy, this new way of perceiving one another and respecting one another and loving one another. And yeah, it's been absolutely amazing. And I feel so light and just so grounded. And um, yeah, I really helped my belly a lot during the Kemba, went down so much and I was having less pains and the nauseousness had gone away. But then when I came back, I drank some of my homemade kombucha and then my belly swelled up again and I was like, oh no, not again. So I realized, okay, maybe this is like some kind of gut issue, maybe IBS, I'm not really sure. So I thought, okay, now I've done ayahuasca, (laughs) now I've gone and had a herbalist consultation, I'm taking my tinctures, now I've done the Kembo. But obviously, there's still more healing to be done. And I was like, oh my God, what next? So now, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I am trying out fasting to try and heal my gut, to try and heal whatever's happening. So I really hope that I make, I hope that I make it to my three-day fast. I don't know if you can hear, hopefully not, but my belly has been rumbling <laughs> throughout this episode. Um, but it's just really helping me to learn that you know hunger is just a sensation and we don't need to attach ourselves to it like the body is able to heal so much without food like all of our cells completely start to repair when there's no food coming in we are instead burning up our fat stores when we're not eating so it's just really helping boost the metabolism to cleanse the intestines the digestive system there's just so many health benefits from fasting and we watched a really good documentary yesterday it was on Gaia and also on YouTube and it's just called fasting and it's so good and it goes through all the different types of fasting so this is where I'm at now so I'm hoping the fast yeah will help to release whatever's going on the last residue of what's happening in my belly (laughs) and then after the fast I'm gonna do a parasite test to see if I do have parasites and if not if the symptoms are still there I'm gonna go on so yeah it's been such a big journey and it's been so interesting because I've never I've never had health issues in my adult life before like when I was young as a child I was really really sick a lot of the time had so many issues with my health But then as an adult, I've never had like any kind of chronic health issues. And it's just so strange because I'm so healthy. Like maybe you've seen the food that I eat on Instagram. Like I'm just a very, very healthy person. I do yoga. I keep active. I keep hydrated. Like I'm generally very, very stress free. So I just think it's so interesting where 
where all of this is manifested on but i am so grateful because it's taken me on such a a healing path which has just been such an incredible journey and um i'm gonna keep going with trying to to make my health as optimal as possible because there's so many ways and so many avenues we can continue to learn like there's so much about like our menstrual health that I can dive into like so much about our gut health and just like every way in which we can interact like health is really all that we have without our health we have nothing like you could be a billionaire and if you don't have your health what use is all that money what use is all that resource you know like oh it's just made me give so much thanks for good health and yeah I just think it's I want to share this to to kind of like suggest like let's just be grateful for our health where wherever we're at with our health right now it always could be so much worse so just giving so much thanks to your body for having the health that it does for having this innate healing intelligence that we allow it to happen and we allow this healing to to occur and unravel and, and for me personally I, I do want to do everything naturally like for me personally I don't want to take any antibiotics I don't want any drug which can have like a bunch of side effects inside of my vessel like I just want to do this naturally so that's my own choice and of course like everyone each to their own way I'm not saying one's better than the other but yeah just on my own personal views like I know that nature provides all of the medicine that we need and I really, really trust that. So I'm excited to update you on this healing journey and everything that unfolds. And if any of you guys have been through any similar experiences, I'd love to for you to reach out and hear your stories. I think it's so empowering when we can just share these experiences. And sometimes when they feel shameful, we want to keep them to ourselves. But I think there's so much power in and being vulnerable and sharing the things that have felt like we, I don't know, should should keep to ourselves because of whatever reasons. But actually, I feel like, yeah, so much healing takes place from hearing other people's healing experiences and healing what they've been through. And if you can relate, you're like, oh, I'm not alone in this, which is, yeah, it's really, really amazing. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know it wasn't... um like a typical one but I just really wanted to share where I've been at because yeah I think it's just important that we're all real and and life isn't always perfect and we need to honor the times when they're not perfect because it's just a part of the human experience right and there's just always 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 lessons to be learned and I feel very grateful that I'm able to see the lessons that are at play so yeah thank you for listening to my story and um i'd love to mention as well that i do have one more space open for my women's mentoring program so my goddess empowerment program where we work one-on-one over a six or 12 week period depending on your preferences and this is where we explore what it is you really want to tune into so it may be you want to increase your connection to your sensuality to your feminine shakti energy or maybe you really want to work on your dharma and what it is you want to do in this life maybe it's healing a relationship with yourself and enhancing self-love you know so many areas that 
I feel like I'm able to offer my guidance upon and I'm working with two beautiful women right now and it's just so incredible to be a part of their healing journey and just to really focus on female empowerment and and the role as a mentor is not to give everyone the answers because I believe that the answers are already inside of you but sometimes you just need someone to ask the right questions for them for you to realize that yourself and then I just provide other tools such as oracle card readings, reiki treatments, I have beautiful manuals that go along with each week of the mentoring so we do it by the energy centers by the chakra system and also with using yogic philosophy and ayurveda and nutrition and just rituals that will support you along your journey so everything's super super personalized and tailored to what it is that you are seeking what it is that you are wanting to heal within yourself within your life and I'm just there to hold your hand and be that support. So if that resonates with you, we can arrange a little free consultation to see if what you're looking for is what I'm able to support you with. And if not, I'll be able to recommend you to somebody else because I'm also connected with some other beautiful women's mentors, which I feel is important that there's a right fit on both parts. So, so important. And I'm also very open to the idea of group goddess mentoring as well. I may be starting that within the next couple of months where we can focus on one particular topic such as perhaps enhancing Shakti energy, connecting to your sensuality and just learning about elements of Tantra. That would be our focus for the six weeks. So if you are interested, just let me know. Everything is just in the idea realm at the moment, but I'm feeling it calling me. So we'll see how that unfolds. But for now, guys, I will leave it there. Thank you for your time and energy and, and being present with me during this process. I really, really deeply appreciate it. And now that I'm back on the podcast wagon, hopefully I'll have some more coming up for you soon. I do have a really beautiful interview that I recorded like a year ago with Dear Sister Nina who has my gratitude box and she's just an amazing woman and she's also a Reiki healer and she communes with spirit guides and I have that episode that's been recorded and it's so beautiful so I think after this one I'll share that and then from there I'll be publishing new episodes so thank you for being a part of this journey. I send you so much love. I send you so much healing. 